0: hello everyone uh this is the travel local podcast and i'm your host D. Blex Lesalon. in this first episode of our new series dubbed simba i'm honored and very grateful to have this chat with tobias otieno toby has vast research and field experience ranging from small mammals to large mammals He started out as a volunteer intern for over four years at the National Museums of Kenya Mammalogy Department uh, before uh, proceeding to Mpala Research Centre as Research Project Field Manager and as a graduate student. As the Ewaso Lions Research Manager, Toby takes the lead role in all monitoring activities and research program management in order to provide data to support Ewaso Lions mission. Toby holds a BSc in Wildlife Management and Conservation from the University of Nairobi, and a Masters of Science in Wildlife Management uh, from Karatina University. Toby has applied his skills over the past years uh, to implement research design, conduct field activities and write publications in peer-reviewed journals. Under the Warsaw Lions Biodiversity and Infrastructure Program, uh, Toby has, uh, instr- has been very instrumental in collecting data for the A2 highway, uh, cutting across a Warsaw Lions study area, for a consortium of partners monitoring wildlife road collisions and wildlife road interactions and partnering, um, participating sorry, in consultative discussions on the linear infrastructure development in Kenya. I hope you enjoy this episode. Karibuni, karibuni sana. Hello, morning, Toby. Hello, good morning. Good morning Thanks. how are you sir <laughs> I'm
1: good uh, this is my first time doing this
0: And I wish uh, uh, yeah,
1: you are great
0: to be uh, how are you I'm good I'm good. Thank you so much for making time. I was yearning to you know have a conversation have a conversation with one of you guys at uh, was Alliance to just highlight uh, the great work that you're doing up there in the north. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you very, very much for the invite. I uh, yes, yeah, really appreciate it.
0: Uh, yeah. Before the mics were on, you were telling me that you were on the field, you know, taking care of a lion that uh, its GPS wasn't working. Are, are all the lions fitted with uh, GPS?
1: No, not all of them, yes. Actually, like I was at it, uh, things like 5.30 in the morning. Not all of them, but uh, we got like a number of them, key key number of them, especially those that particularly move within the community landscape. And so we go got... Uh, we deployed deploy GPS enable collars colours on them and so that you can actually know almost like in real time where they are. But for this uh, one for the past few days, uh, is, is colour VG uh, hasn't been working so I have to go out and uh, and check it out just to make sure I can, can spot it and see where I was.
0: I'm more uh, like okay. trying to troubleshoot it yeah. Ah, interesting interesting. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much for making time to join us this morning.
1: Yeah. Thank and, you very uh,
0: much for the universe, yeah. Yes, let's get started. Um, you know, uh, maybe you could just start by telling us what has been the success factor behind Ewaso Lions conservation model over the years.
1: Uh, community, you know, community, uh, the communities where we work with, uh, and the culture, like together with their culture, has been pro conservation. The way before, uh, even like people started going to school to learn about conservation, these particular communities, like the suburb community, have been conservationists from the word go, and that to us, like tapping into that, uh, creating our programs, uh, using that as a basis for our programs, is what has made I mean, what have made uh, made our conservation model work, like we've work with the community, all the demographics, and uh, our pioneer program was called Warrior Watch Program. Warrior Watch Program is a program that, uh, uh, you know, like in Asambo culture, it's the warriors, the running, that yes. goes out on a daily basis, right? I mean, they're yeah. supposed to be the protectors of their community, including mm. their livestock. So it's the same same guys, who almost like on a daily basis interact with lions, interact with wildlife. And that's why oh. my, 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 my colleague and Shibadi, when they started, they started this uh, Warrior Watch program to actually involve the warriors in yeah, I mean, conservation and conservation,
0: uh. Oh, oh. and so yeah
1: sorry and so to us the community and the community being able to um, one community uh, culturally being pro conservationist and being willing to accept like our so like our programs as actually what has led to, to the success of our model plus although i mean all, 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 almost like 90 percent of our staff are from within the same community and so this all love that we all love that dedication and passion towards conservation of lands wow
0: that's very interesting and i like what you said about (laughs) they have been the samburu or and even the maasai have been conservationists from the word go yes i watched i watched something on youtube the i think last week uh where uh, uh someone was saying that if you give the world back to to these communities, you know, uh, we will we will not yeah, have, we will yeah. not have these problems that we are having right now. Do you agree with that?
1: I I, I totally agree. I totally agree, and that's that's where like the basis of all our, our conservation models just empower the community. They've been living with all these life, wildlife scenes, you know, and even right now, almost like seventy to eighty percent of all wildlife are in the community area. So it's very, very critical that we empower the community. very, very critical that we involve all the commun- all the democracies of community in the conservation of lions and even
0: like as a wildlife. Fantastic. Uh, uh,
1: uh, yes, and right, according yes.
0: to you, you know, what are some of the biggest threats, you know, facing lion conservation over the years as you've worked in the field doing research?
1: When uh, when it all started, the biggest uh, threat was um, uh, territorial killing, like... Um, where uh, the the, the pastors or the others goes out and kills, or, I mean, kills the lions after the lion and maybe uh, uh, killed your goat or your cow. Cause you know, the the cows, the livestock for, for the communities where you're working, those are like the source of livelihood. And so when a lion goes out and kills like your, the fattest bull or your, your biggest camel or your, 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 your goats, like 10 or five of your goats, understandably, you'll get angry and what happens like they will go out and look for the lion and hunt it down and kill it. But that has been working within like these areas, uh, setting all our programs, involving the community, talking to them, uh, has actually uh, put them down as not much of a threat at the, at, at the present. But what uh, we've noticed to be one of the biggest threats now to lion conservation, not to just to lions, but to the conservation at all, that's yeah. our life. Is habitat degradation okay? uh, the pressure from livestock and the pressure from humans is actually putting a lot of pressure on, uh, on the landscape, and that means eventually that means there's no, no, no grass. When there's no grass, there's no food for uh, for for lions, you know, and even the livestock themselves, and the the shrinking of where lions uh, can actually roam around freely, and so uh, currently but I think the biggest threat
0: to lion conservation is actually habitat. And how can we, you know, address this problem? Because right. the population is increasing. People are scrambling for the little resources right. that we have, you know, with the wildlife. Right. We can fight to, to right. save the lions, to save the elephants, to save, you know, the rhinos. But if you don't have space to reintroduce them back to the wild areas, then we are doing nothing.
1: Right. Uh yes, there's there's still space. There's still space, I believe there's still space. Mm-hmm. And I believe uh as much as the human population is decreasing, I still we, we still have the capacity to actually coexist. You know, coexist peacefully with uh with, with the lions, coexist with all the other wildlife. So long as like every single person is involved, so long as every single person from the earth the bottom of their art is out there to actually uh work, do whatever little thing they can do towards uh coexistence. So coexistence is the key and we've seen it, it's working. You know, like uh I mean, for example like Westgate where you are when when this pro I mean, this project started there's not there were no much resident lions within Westgate community conservancy. But right now there's a permanent resident community lion living with the community. So that to me us, there's something. I mean, if you all work together, if every single person is involved, then definitely, uh, as much as the human population is, then definitely, uh, lions, we can like things,
0: we could have lions and other wildlife okay. for our future generations. Yeah. Okay, great. And how do you keep, keep yourself motivated, Toby, you know, and energized working remotely in the <laughs> wild? Because, uh, Keeping in, putting in the hours, you know, morning, yeah. evening patrols, you know, chasing yeah. lions yeah. in the world. How do you, how do, you yeah. do this? Yeah. I,
1: I, I mean, it stems from the passion, you know, and, and besides, uh, when you talk about, like, when people I mean, you talk about, like, remote, the people here, my team, like, uh, the whole of our team, almost like everyone is from the same community, you know, and, and coming out there, I, I don't know, definitely been to somewhere. I don't know if you've been to somewhere, but you come to this place, like, A tailwind, like you fall in love with it. it. And so that, and then having that passion, I mean, going out, I love that. I love like waking up like in the four in the morning, getting out, trying to count lions or trying to figure out where they are, you know. As long as like it's something that comes from where they are, then definitely you won't feel like the remote next. But yes, and also like my team, they're there. Like uh, we we are like a family, we call ourselves the Wasson Lions family, you know. And so that 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 actually makes it like very very very. Wow. Uh, I mean, for someone, but I've been here since 2016, and I love it, I, mean, I think I spent most of my time with some good
0: yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, switching on gears now, as as the yeah. Russell Lions, how have you managed to actively increase coexistence given the changing lion behavior, and as you've mentioned, increase yeah. human activities near the conservancy areas?
1: uh uh we work uh, actually we work within work the community and not within the protected areas okay? and uh the fact is um as I said, almost seventy to eighty percent of uh, the wildlife including rely lions are outside protected areas uh, and uh, when when Iwasolang started the started um Shivan who is like the co the, the founder of this organization, started. He started out as trying to study when lions, she, she was like, how to figure out when lions leave the Sambur National Park, where are they going? Okay. And he found that they were like leaving the park, going to the community area. But at first, they would leave the park and then go out, then probably they end up being, they end up being killed when they depleted, when, when they kill their livestock. And that's where, like, he realized, oh, it's, you shouldn't be working the project areas, you should actually put more focus on the community area. Wow. Uh, uh, and so, to us, that behavior I mean, so to us, that to our salons, that was like the key thing like just working out to the community of the landscape and, and, and promoting coexistence, and, uh, working with all demographics the warriors, the mamas, the lion kids, uh, I mean, the, the kids, and they were there was everyone like together towards conservation of one life. And yes, that's how we wanted, like. Basically by involving the community fully you know, and giving the, empowering them uh, the, uh, to to lions and otherwise.
0: So, so would you say using traditional knowledge uh, from the community <laughs> and uh, you know uh, bringing, bringing in technology and what you've learned, you know, your research, your data collection methods, and uh, you know uh, monitoring their numbers, it, that has really worked so far, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. Yep, yeah. yeah, It has worked so far. Anymore. You can say, like, it's like, we've seen results from that.
0: And what steps have you taken to, you know, actively engage women, women in conservation, right. because we know um, uh, the women in the pastoralist communities are normally overlooked, right. you know, cultural barriers. Uh, right,
1: right. So uh, apart from Warrior Watch program, which is just kind of like the warrior dem- dem- demographic, we also got the Mama Simba, which is uh, actually one with the mammals um, in conservation. We also called the Lion Kids Camp, which is actually for the kids. The kids are in the future generation of conservation. So we got like every single program. Those are like our key programs. But uh, I mean, the beauty about uh, the Mama Simba program, Mama Simba program wasn't started by us, it was something that came from the community. The these two ladies in Parasuru and UK. After seeing that uh, I was allowing, uh, uh, I mean, we were involving warriors in uh, the watch program in land conservation, they actually kept on coming to camp and asking Shibani, Shibani, where, what can you do? You also want to be involved, you know? You want to be taking part of land conservation, you just don't want to be sitting on the sideline or waiting for you to come and tell us and, uh, to start for us like some of the program, no. Became they, they themselves like persistently asking every single day, every single time they get a chance to come to come where we are and ask if we want to be involved, we want to be involved. and that was the genesis of the Mamasimba program, you know. And and, and that, that 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 um that tells us what that tells us, like, so long as like we empower the community, from, so long as we empower the people, then definitely solutions will come from them as opposed to doing it the other way around where you come in and like your programs are trying to involve everyone. But the beauty of this. It was something that the mamas themselves came out and asked was to, uh, to be involved in conservation. And that was the basis of mamas. In my I think about 18 mamas, and hopefully soon enough, there will be more than like that. They you were know, you know, doing amazing work.
0: So according, uh, so uh, I like uh, this uh, and it's it coming from the community speaks volumes about their perspective yeah. and, uh, you know, yeah. what they think of, about wildlife and the benefits that they get yeah. from such, yeah. such initiatives. Do you think yeah. community buy in and, uh, you know, the community being actively active participants, you know, uh, yeah. goes a long way yeah. to, to conservation?
1: Yes, it does, it does. And uh, I, I mean, it doesn't there, like you've done evaluation studies for the Warrior Wars program. And we actually found that uh, there's like an increase in terms of positive attitudes towards lion conservation. Since Warrior was started and uh, until like recently, there was like that increase like in, in terms of like how they think about conservation, how they think about lion, despite lions uh, sometimes like I mean, killing their livestock but they are still positive about conservation. Wow. Okay. still positive about
0: lions, yeah. Okay, okay. And, uh, you know, what about partnerships, Toby? Uh, are partnerships and collaborations key in reverting back the biodiversity crisis we are facing as a globe?
1: Yes, definitely, yes. And, and, and the partnership will actually be with every single person, including you, including every single person. But, yes, uh, partnerships are very key. And uh, we do uh, collaborate with our partners, we collaborate with uh, the community conservancies themselves. Okay? You know, we work within the community conservancy. Uh, uh, I hope everyone uh, understands the, com- I mean, the concept of community conservancy. These are uh, uh, the conservancy of the community themselves have come about to uh, set aside like all of their lands to actually be able to coexist with wildlife and uh, livestock and, and them. And so that, that's that's the concept of community conservancy. And yes, in terms of partnership, we do work with them. We do collaborate with other partners, apart from the community conservancy. We do work with um, uh, NRT, uh, uh, the several Trust, which is like our name, just across the, across the other side. And yes, because we realized uh, this thing is, you can't do it alone, man. You can't do it alone, and so one way or the other, like you have to involve everyone so that at least we can all move uh, in one direction towards conservation, land conservation and conservation in general. And uh, a good example for us, a good collaboration uh, we've done with, um, which has actually been very, very successful is we um, partnered with uh, Trust, uh, the Grim Zebra Trust and the Lions and uh, created this um, kind of, move like a partnership, for, uh, we call it biodiversity infrastructure, and it's a joint program between Visit Riversdale Trust and the Western Land. And actually, by doing that, coming together, we've actually it has actually been easier for us as a conservation NGO uh, representing the community to actually uh, uh, collectively represent our views to development organizations, and we've had success. Like a good example of last, was it last year, last um, year. About uh, the Lapsa, I don't know if you know the Lapsa. Lapsa is this development corridor all the way from Lamo to uh, to Kana across to the other side and all the way to the border, the other border, the other border. And what happened is uh, the the planned corridor was going to pass through a critically a critical area for the uh, zebra breeding around. But by collectively involving the development agency, they actually managed to divert the corridor like RAW and this particular sport, which is very, very important for the And and uh, to me, that signifies the importance of collaboration, you know. If you work together, then definitely we, uh, we can like achieve create a thing. And the same the same thing, like even it was so, it was Lance model, like working with the community, collaborating with the community the demographics as actually made that made, made it successful in terms of conservation.
0: Okay, okay. I, I'm glad you've mentioned about uh, the corridors, you know, and the rapid yeah. in, infrastructure development that we are witnessing across across the country. And uh, it's just a matter of time that the railway, you know, goes to Isiolo, and we don't know, maybe they can even extend it up to <laughs> to Masabit yeah. or I don't know to Kana. And uh, yeah. are, are you worried that uh, more and more people will flock to the north and, uh, you know, take up space and, uh, you know, build and... Uh, and uh, destroy uh, wildlife corridors and uh, paths, you know, and divert wildlife to to other areas where human wildlife conflict will be on the rise. And uh, are you worried about this Uh, trend?
1: Being an optimistic, uh, I think... uh, No, I'm not. I'm not that worried. Why? I'm not that worried uh, because so long as, like, we we all come together, uh, uh, we can actually still be able to coexist, you know, we can still be, be able to coexist despite development. Because you know? uh, uh, there are like ways, like a number of ways like in which like if all uh, uh, partners, if all uh, come together, if all people come together, all the partners beat government, deep government, uh, we all come together and bring our lives together, then definitely we can still figure out the best way to coexist. With both the development and the livestock and the wildlife that in the same landscape. I believe uh, by working together, by partnerships, by collaborations, by involving all these stakeholders, then definitely uh, uh, I'm hopeful and I know that we can actually
0: inspire. Okay. Uh, let's talk a bit about the technology that you use in monitoring the lions and just keeping track of their numbers. Could you tell us a bit about? Uh, what uh you know methods you've put in place to you know just track them monitor their movements monitor their feeding habits their yeah. uh, their mating you know all that across all that yeah Right, yeah uh,
1: yeah um currently we've got these gps enabled colors uh colors just like any the dog colors not the dog colors right but yeah. just modifying that having like a gps unit on it and a battery pack and so we, we deployed this to uh, a number of lions within uh, the, the, uh, within the um, area we work with, but specifically targeting lions that live within the community area, uh, lands that live in the community conservancy. And by so doing, we can actually, almost like in real time, tell where these lions are. And when we know where the lions are, we can actually go out, send our warriors uh, out to alert the community, hey, uh, you guys, um, Today, the lion is like in a particular spot. So, please, if you're going to add your uh, livestock or your cows, please avoid such, such a particular area. By doing so, we are actually minimizing uh, uh, conflict. We are actually minimizing uh, lions uh, killing livestock. And by that, we are actually, uh, I mean, saving lions. Because most of the time, what happens, like, um, People get angry, like a uh, lion come, like, kills your cow, or, or we have got them definitely being this like a source of livelihood. Then definitely are going to get angry, and so by us using like this GPS-enabled collars to know where the lions are uh, and then alert the community, actually prevent that and actually save the land. So that is one of the cool things, like we, have I mean, uh, technologies is like in saving, trying to save the lion, and it, it it works, man, it works, yeah.
0: Uh, and uh, what what are some of the importance of 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 having lions in an in, in an ecosystem, Toby? Uh, uh,
1: right, definitely. Um, the, the biodiversity, the key biodiversity. Like we need every uh, every kind of you know, animal for for the for, for the coexistence. Lions have got their roles, like you know, with the biodiversity. For example, if you look simply uh, now, no predators, then definitely what would happen? like like in a um, landscape uh don't predict us what definitely going to happen is there's going to be like lots of animals, lots of animals, lots of water, and lots of things. are do uh still means they put pressure on on, on the same uh, grass that your cows, their livestock actually depend on, you know? So yeah, so having lions that ecologically that is like one important. Uh, importance. But 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 also like in some other some of these conservancies, they they, they got um, they have lodges, and that is like an example of the uh, uh, economic benefit having lodges like uh, around your conservancy, it's like uh, uh, visitors can come and see these lions and that know, it like brings revenue to the community through these lodges, you know, through tourism. Yeah, so, so land uh, yeah, land so uh, important, just like in uh,
0: our life yeah. All right. And where do young people sit when we talk matters conservation? Uh, do you have initiatives as an organization to, to bring on board young people?
1: Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We got this cool, uh, we got this um, really important program called Land Kids Camp. And basically, what you do is, um, uh, and this is for both school going kids and others, uh, like non school going kids. And so, basically, what you do, usually do is like, uh, uh, bring out uh, the kids, like in one place, for about five days. And in these five days, we do um, uh, we do uh, presentations, we do videos, we take them for a game drive. And and surprisingly enough, now like some some of these kids, they 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 come from the same area where the lions are, but they've never actually even seen, seen a lion, like really, you know. And so to that, I mean that like. Uh, that's why like these, these lion kids can kind of program for us is like very very important. You're there and you're there as a kid and only keep on hearing the bad stories about the bad stuff about lions, lambs killing your livestock or maybe the best you can see is like see, I mean see lions tracks, you know, where they're passed at night. But most of them they have never actually seen like a lion in the real and so. It's so amazing like when we organize these kids camp and then take the kids out that joy that delight they have like on their faces like seeing the lion for or, i mean seeing a lion for the first time like out wow yeah. and that that's went to you in Brighton. large yeah and and so that is um one of one of the key programs I mean that is one, one of the, the program we have for, for the kids and it's both for school going kids
0: and uh, the others so, wow and uh, the these are people who will, you know, be our, our next, you know, conservationists, right?
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and so definitely we need to do uh, everything we can to actually at least empower them from the word go. And so that at least they are, when they grow up, they can actually
0: take, like, the, the lead roles in you know, conserving our lands so and protecting our lives. Okay, great. And, like, Okay, great. And Toby, being the optimist that you are, you know, are, are you hopeful that there will be light at the end of the tunnel and um, you know, post-COVID we, we, we will build better and achieve the conservation dream in Africa? Are you hopeful? Right, Def- definitely. I'm very, very hopeful. And,
1: and, and, and uh, look, 20, 2020 like, COVID came, and still we are able to uh, uh to be I mean I mean canons, canons, especially the I mean Sabu and they're very very salient. Right? And even Kenya in general like uh, even the whole world itself is like very very salient COVID came, but still that hasn't stopped us. Still that is not going to stop us. Still are very lucky very We still know and believe that things will go I mean everything will be uh, great. Uh we're still very, very sure that we'll achieve our mission uh, I mean, like promoting consistency between people, livestock, and the same i Some very, very hopeful and very, very special busy, here, but things are going to be here, despite the bad things that have happened, especially in twenty
0: twenty. I I totally agree with you, and uh, building resilient commun- communities will will take us there, right? Right, definitely, definitely. Okay, Toby, where can our listeners find you and, uh, you know, Ewasso Alliance to support and be part of the great work that you, that you guys are doing up there at Westgate?
1: Yeah, right. You can find us on, uh, on our website. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, and, uh, and one more thing, um, with this uh, Instagram page, uh, I think this program is started called Beyond Boundary. And Beyond Boundary is Beyond boundaries, Kenyan. Beyond boundaries program definitely is trying to uh, involve them. Uh, they, I mean, they involve all the Kenyans, like, you know, the Kenyans not, not, not in place like something, but the Kenyan culture, like where you are, like in Nairobi, everywhere else, um, but the students, this university students, to actually bring them on board and have like these critical conversations about conservation. And talking of which in 2020, amidst all the corona, we managed to do a symposium, a university student symposium, you know, Wow. and that that brought up like a number of well, online I brought up like a number of students from all backgrounds from all universities almost like all universities okay, together successful and those are the optimism I mean, those are things that keep keep us hopeful and those are to things that that gives me hope that it's night at the end of the time. Thank so yeah did. so we are on yeah we are on Instagram, Facebook or our website
0: and uh, yeah
1: yes, thank um, you
0: Thank you so much, Toby. Indeed, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Asante, Asante, Sana, for making time to join us this morning, my brother.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Lex, and uh Thanks for the invite. And really appreciate it. Really
0: all the best. It. All the best with your work and uh, with all the Ewasulayans family up there, my brother. Asante, Sana, Asante, Asante, Asante. Thank you very much. Okay, have a good day. Bye.
1: You too, bye.